Hello and welcome into the latest episode of the True Tiger Insider, PowerMizzou.com's podcast in partnership with the Every True Tiger Foundation. I am Gabe DeArman, publisher of PowerMizzou.com. ETTF is Mizzou's preferred NIL collective. They're working directly with Mizzou student athletes and with the school to give Missouri athletes uh, opportunities to capitalize on the new name, image, and likeness rules in college sports. As part of that, every single week, we're going to bring you guys a conversation with a different Mizzou athlete. We started last week with quarterback Jake Garcia, and this week we're going to go in a different direction with Mizzou, Missouri gymnast Jocelyn Moore. We'll bring Jocelyn into the show in just a minute, but if you guys want to contribute to ETTF and give these Missouri athletes a chance to capitalize on these new rules and make a little bit of money, you can go to everytruetiger.org. We will run this uh information across the bottom of the screen throughout the show. Power Mizzou also has a specific arm set up with ETTF. Uh, that link has been posted for our subscribers on our message board. If you want to find out about that, you go to our premium message board. There's a message pinned at the top and we have a specific arm of the collective where Power Mizzou subscribers can donate, go to the sport of their choice, and you guys can get uh, significant, uh, you know, rewards that other people don't get. We'll have some meet and greets and some things with Mizzou coaches and athletes throughout the year. So we encourage you to do that once again, everytruetiger.org to find out what's going on. Now we bring in our guest this week. That is Jocelyn Moore, Missouri Tiger gymnast, a 2022 All-American, member of the SEC's academic honor roll last year. And, uh, Probably the author of The Biggest Moment in Mizzou Gymnastics so far this season, which we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, I'm sure Jocelyn uh, hopes there, there are bigger moments still ahead, but uh, appreciate you taking some time, Jocelyn, and, and good to have you on this week. Thank you so much. <laughs> okay, so let's start with uh, let's start with this. Just you guys are kind of right in the thick of it. SEC championships, as we record this, are, are six days away. So what is... What, what is your life kind of like right now with that coming up with NCAA starting a couple weeks after that? Just just what's the training and day-to-day -day stuff like for you guys right now? So we've been preparing for this all season. And for the last four meets, we've had a consecutive 197 overall mm -hmm. team scores for those meets. And so we're on the rise at the right point in time. And so we're really excited to go to the SEC championships and just put on a show and do what we do. We'll talk about this a, a little more later on, but this program in the last really two years and, and you're a sophomore. So, you know, kind of kind of in your time here has become all of a sudden hey, very within the SEC, very relevant, nationally relevant. What has it been like to be a part of this kind of rise to prominence for Missouri gymnastics? And to the point that I know earlier this year, at one point, you guys had six thousand fans at a meet. Yes, it's been so exciting. And I love the fact that I get to be a part of it. Not many people can say they came in as a freshman and were able to contribute to the scores. And I can say that. And I'm so excited and appreciative of the opportunity that I'm given. So I want to go way back. When did you like a lot of gymnasts, you know, start when they're three or whatever? When did you start with gymnastics? So I actually started a lot later than most people do. I went to a birthday party at eight years old at a local gym, and I've been in the gym ever since. My mom put me in classes after we attended that birthday party. She was tired of lamps being broken and tables being messed up. So she put me in classes. Turns out that my class instructor was actually the team coach, invited me to the team. And ever since then, I've been in the sport and loved it. 
Okay, so here's what I've always wondered about. Gymnastics and diving are this way. Like, you can practice with, you know, like going into ball pits and have a padding and all that. But at some point, you just got to go, I don't know, man. I'm just going to get up here on the vault or the beam or whatever, and and I'm just going to go and see how it works out. I mean, at what point are you comfortable kind of taking that step and being like, well, let's see how it goes? That's a good question. Honestly, I've always had trust in my coaches. So when they say I could do it and that I'm ready, I've always just been like, they said it, so let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is, I think a lot of sports fans, you know, like I would say, look, I watch the NBA. I can't do it because I'm not physically able to, but, but I understand how people can do that. Uh, Gymnastics is one of those sports that I think people just have a I don't really even understand how people can do this. I mean, can you, is this just a, you have to be born with, with some penchant for it, right? I mean, I understand coaching and all that is important, but there has to be something where, Hey, I just tried this and and I kind of had a feel for it early on. That is a fair point. Sometimes I look back at videos and I wonder myself how I can even do these things because it's it's pretty exciting but yeah I think as a child I was always energetic and I was like let me try this I was a fearless child so this is right up my alley (laughs) (laughs) what were there some you know bumps and bruises and and broken bones along the way at all or or were you able to be pretty healthy I was yeah I never really got injured I would say I had a few bumps and scratches and bruises as you said but um, knock on wood, I have yet to break a bone in my body and I'm at this level. Okay. So I'm going to keep going down that road. <laughs> yeah. You, uh, you mentioned your mom put you in classes. So I, I know that, look, and this is true of any sport, but especially in gymnastics where there is so much time given to this. So what was, when did you get kind of serious about it and, and what was training like it, it growing up? So I would say when I was about 12, so four years into my career, I realized this is something I really wanted to do. I would always watch college gymnastics on TV and it looked really fun. And at that time, I didn't really know what went into it. I was just like, this looks pretty cool. And so I actually changed programs when I was in gymnastics. And this was the program that college coaches recruited from. So I was like, this is the route I'm going to go down. And I've stuck with it ever since. How does that work uh, for people who who probably aren't as familiar with your sport as some? I mean, people don't know about AAU basketball or or how football recruiting works, but how how does club gymnastics and and how does the recruiting process work for for you guys that are coming up? So most coaches recruit from level 10, which is the highest level in gymnastics you can be before you go elite. And the elite is the Olympic route. So coaches usually come to level 10 meets and scout girls for that they want to have on their team. And so a lot of them come to the JL Nationals. So that's the championships for level 10. And they look at what the gymnasts are doing and they like what they see. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I know Gymnastics is one of those sports that I think recruiting starts pretty early. Like when, how old are, are gymnasts when that process really starts with college coaches? So it used to be really early, actually. There wasn't a rule to say how old you had to be for coaches to reach out to you. Now I know that it's June 15th of your sophomore year. 
So they stopped the early recruiting because I know a lot of times gymnasts don't know exactly what they want for their life. I mean, a lot of girls are committing when they were in eighth grade and that's really early. And so they changed that rule now. So girls have a better mindset of what they actually want to do and not just pressure from outside factors and things like that. So. Yeah. I mean, look, if you don't know where you want to go to college as an eighth grader, then what do you even do? I mean, get get it together. Um, What, what was, uh, were those rules in place for you? I mean, when did you kind of, kind of go from, Hey, this is something I want to do to hang on. I have a real chance to do this and, and start being recruited and things like that. Right. So my coach at my last club gym, she was very good at communicating with coaches and getting them to come to the gym and watching me. And so I actually fell into that rule of June 15th of my sophomore year. So I did have people that were in my grad year who committed earlier than me. But by the time I got serious and coaches started looking at me, I ended up being after that rule. But it worked out in my favor. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I know. uh, So you grew up in Hillsborough, New Jersey. And I know that, you know, I'm not sure how similar the path to college gymnastics and like the Olympic path is. And you could probably tell us what the differences are, but we hear about these Olympic gymnasts who a lot of times will move away from their family and go do training somewhere else. Uh, You know, were you, Hey, at home, regular high school student and just doing this in your extra time. I was, this was an extracurricular activity for me. (laughs) I went to high school from seven 30 to two 30 and then went to the gym afterwards. So, yeah. How long, I mean, how long you spend at the gym every day in high school? In club, in high school, yeah, I did 20 hours a week. So about four hours a day. Okay, okay. And how does, uh, how did you kind of, how did you come on Missouri's radar or how did Missouri come on your radar? Yeah, so my coach actually, we sat down and she was like, I need you to make a list of schools that you would like to reach out to and like consider. And I didn't really know much about Missouri at the time. And my coach was like, I think this will be a really good fit for you. And so Shannon started reaching out to me and I started reaching out to him. And he was very great about like attentive about recruiting me and always came to the gym to watch me. And I just felt that support and love from Mizzou. And yeah. Was was that a situation where then your club coach, I guess, knew Coach Welker and, and that was why they kind of thought that would work out? Yes, that is very true. Um, my coach actually tried to get a few gymnasts to come to Mizzou before me and they all chose other schools, but I was the one. <laughs> <laughs> which uh, which other schools did you did you really consider and look at? I consider NC State, Maryland and the University of Washington. Wow. Okay, so it would be tougher to go further from home than than New Jersey to Washington. So I guess uh, staying close to home wasn't wasn't one of your priorities. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so so since you've gotten here, obviously we talked a little bit about about uh, you know the program and, and how successful you guys have been. Did you like? Did you think, hey, freshman year, I can I can come in and, and do everything that you managed to do, or did it happen a little faster than you expected? It happened way faster than I expected. Freshman year, I really didn't have, uh, I didn't really know what to expect because it was my first year. So I was just kind of going with the flow and I actually ended up having a very good season and I was very proud of that. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, last year, like I said at the beginning, regular season, All-American on the vault. So is the vault what you consider your best event? 
Yes, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And, and I know you, you also compete in the floor exercise. You've done bars a few times. Uh, explain again to, uh, and some of this is obviously to you probably elementary and Hey, everybody, you know, knows it every day, but a lot of the people watching this may not. So when, when you guys go into a meet, um, you know, there's the four individual exercises, but how, how does that lineup work? And, uh, you know, how does, how's it decided, Hey, this person's going to do this number of events and, and how many can you do? So in practice, you really just work hard and focus on the details so that your coach can see that you're ready to be out there and be in the lineup. And so we usually discuss lineups the day before the meet, just so you know what you're doing on that day. And you can do up to four events. Each person can go one time on each event. And depending on what event the coach puts you in, that's going to determine what you do for that day. And then I know that, you know, down, especially in championship meets and stuff, then you can qualify. I mean, they have finals in every individual event, but then there's also like all around scoring for, for gymnasts, right? And you can be the, the kind of all around champion. Yes, that is correct. And so when we go to regionals, you can qualify as a team to NCAAs or you can qualify individually. And so in order to do that, you have to be the first place winner for that event in that region to move on to nationals okay. as an individual. Yeah. And, and you guys, uh, obviously we, we talked about, you finished fifth in the country last year, went through regionals and uh, what was, what was that two or three lo- weeks like for you guys? I mean, just, just kind of that, that ride that, that you were able to go on last spring. Yes, it was so surreal. I wish I could relive that moment. But after we had realized we made it to nationals, going back into the gym, we were so excited. And we were like, this is awesome. But also remembering that season's not over just yet. So we still have to be focused, work on our details, focus on ourselves, and not be so distracted by making it to the nationals, but also believing in ourselves and be like, we're here for a reason. Mm-hmm. And you will have a chance to to maybe relive it here in about three weeks. Uh, regionals are going to start again. Has it been different being on this team where last year, I think it's kind of fair to say that for people nationally, you guys kind of came a little bit out of nowhere. I mean, it was a little bit of a surprise late in the year. This year, it won't be a surprise. You've been ranked all year and all that. So so is it, it has it been any different for the team throughout this season? I wouldn't say it has been any different, particularly a lot of people have been asking us, so what's it like? Are you going to repeat last year? And so that's not what we're focused on right now, although it would be great. And we are doing our best to make that happen again. But right now in the moment, we're just taking it week by week and doing what we do in the gym and supporting each other and working on a process that will help us reach that outcome. I think a, a lot of people that, that know about the SEC, obviously, look, SEC football is is kind of legendary. People know baseball is a big deal, women's basketball. I'm not sure people understand how big a deal gymnastics is in the Southeastern Conference. Can can you talk about going to some of these places that, you know, Georgia's and, and Auburn's and Alabama's and, and what this sport is like specifically in this conference and, and how that might be different than it is some other places? Yes, SEC is definitely one of the toughest conferences. And I would say, especially for gymnastics, you have other big schools and other conferences, but there's not as much competition in those other conferences as it is in the SEC. And I would say every single SEC team is very good and is national worthy, whereas I don't feel like you can say that for many other teams in other conferences. And just for us to be in the SEC and competing every single week against these really great teams is something really cool. 
Yeah, and just like for some perspective, I mean, you guys are ranked 17th in the country and you faced, you know, what, three or four teams just in your own conference that you were theoretically the underdog going into the meet. So uh, so that's what the competition is like. So now now let's get to the moment that, that everybody saw on, on Twitter and on SportsCenter. There's been one perfect 10 for Missouri Gymnastics this year. That was you on the vault. Um had, I'm going to assume at some point in your career you had had done that before, maybe not at this level. Yes, back in club, I, I did receive two tens for my vault. And so when I did it that night at Auburn, I wasn't expecting it per se, mm-hmm. but I knew it was going to ha- I figured it was going to happen at some point because I've been working so hard in the gym and just putting the work in to receive that score. So it was really fun. Some people have seen the highlight, but tell me like, what the vault was, you know, like, like the, I don't, I guess describe the, 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 I, I don't even know the right terminology for it. What vault did you do? <laughs> yeah. So it's a, your chanko one and a half. So you run and then you do a round off onto the board, a back handspring onto the table, and then you flip once completely, but you twist one and a half times. So explain to me in midair, like, how do you keep track of where you're at? <laughs> you know, once you get going, how do you know, all right, I've done one and a half or I've done two and a half. And oh, by the way, I'm not going to land on my head. Right. And <laughs> that comes from muscle memory. I've been training this vault for a few years now. So I know where I am and I have good air awareness. So I know where to land and where the floor is. It's very helpful. <laughs> yeah. Do you, do you still get, you know, whether it's, I, I don't know if it's adrenaline or nerves, but but when you're at the at the end of the runway, is there still, you know, something in you that that's, uh, you know, jumping a little bit? Oh, yeah, it's it's good nerves, I would say. I get nervous mm-hmm. every meet, but I channel them very well, so it's good. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that I think is probably underrated and maybe not understood, especially in the vault, is how much speed you need. I mean, is that... Is that a full-on sprint down the runway? No, definitely not okay. a full-on sprint. <laughs> yeah. So so you can go faster than that if you need to. I can. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, but uh after that, after that 10, I mean, first of all, when you landed, did you think, oh, hang on, that's like they should give me a 10 for this? When I landed, I was like, that was pretty good. I don't usually ever focus on the score in the middle of the vault, but I presented the judge after I finished and I was like, wow, I hit that. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. There you go. And then, I mean, look, it's, it's, it's tweeted out by sports center and it it, it goes, are you, did you like get on Twitter and insert your name? Did you see all that or what, after it kind of went national, what, what was that like? Honestly, I didn't even really have to search my name. My Twitter is, my feed is mainly gymnastics. So I was scrolling and I was like, oh, there's my vault. That's pretty cool. And then I scrolled again. I was like, oh, there's me again. And and then people were tagging me and things. And I was like, oh my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so is it, I I mean, did you have to, to work at all to, to kind of keep yourself grounded and humble after that happens? Cause Hey, you, you, you're a pretty big deal there for for a weekend. Yes, I would say I I wouldn't say I had to force myself to be humble. I feel like that's one of my great qualities. But um, I just have to remember that that was one day, and 
I would love to relive that. So, and I have the ability to, so just focusing on the next week and just putting it all out there. So you got two, three weeks here left. I mean, what are your personal goals and and what are your guys' team goals that you've got set here for the next month? So we are really working to go to regionals and do our best and qualify to nationals again, as we did last year. We actually hit one of our goals that we had already. It was to have a 197 NQS score, which is our average score going into nationals. And with the last four meets that we had a 197, it really helped and is really exciting for that. So we're on the rise. Yeah. Um, with SEC championships coming up, um, you know, again, we already talked about how many good teams there are. What's uh, what's kind of your guys' uh, expectations for next weekend? So last year, ending fourth in the SEC, obviously that's in the back of our minds. We are in the afternoon session, so that is the bottom four ranked teams in the SEC. And so we're coming in as the underdogs again, but we got this. <laughs> All right. So uh, – Explain to people, and we're recording this actually on Selection Sunday for the NCAA basketball tournament will happen in a few hours. Um, What is the selection process like for for regionals and how teams are seated and and where you'll end up going in that tournament? So after SECs, I believe this selection show is Monday. And so basically it's ranked as in, so you go teams one, five, 12, something like that. They'll all be in one section. So they take your um, rankings for that score and place you in different regions, basically. And I know you said you can qualify as a team. People can also qualify individually. Once you are in as a team, um, if if you get in as a team, then does that mean you get like the maximum number of gymnasts in every, or would you compete in certain events and you have to qualify individually? How's that work? Yeah. So when you qualify as a team, that individual, so let's say that individual won first place on that event. If your team qualifies to national, the individual goes to the second place winner since you're already going as a team. And so when you get to nationals as the other meets in the season two, the coach makes the lineups. So Mm -hmm. essentially if you were the individual for that event, you're going to be in that lineup going into national stuff. There's got to be there's something that that I think has to be make it a little bit um, easier when you come to this time of year about being in a sport where, like we said, Selection Sunday for the basketball tournament is going to come up. And this is just 12 people sitting in a room going, yeah, I don't know. I think this team's better than that team and they should be seated higher. I mean, there's none of that in gymnastics. It's this is the score. You either have the score or you don't. That is very true. Yes. So we work hard <laughs> during the season to achieve those goals and achieve those scores so that it'll pay off during this time. Now, I do know that, that sometimes there might be a little bit of a, you know, obviously subjectivity goes into the individual judging. Uh, how, how does the, the judging and the scoring still work? Because I know like, you know, look, figure skating, they've changed it 8,000 times because there were so many problems. But is gymnastics still basically, hey, X number of judges and they're all just going to assign you a number? Basically, so during regular season, there are two judges per event that judge the gymnast. And then once we get to postseason, like SECs, regionals and nationals, there are four judges. So it becomes a little bit harder to reach higher scores only because there's so many judges and you're trying to make it more accurate because you are sending Mm -hmm. people off to nationals and you want to be as accurate as possible. 
So one more kind of kind of big picture one for you. Uh, Coach Welker obviously has has kind of been at the head of this uh, of this resurgence for Missouri gymnastics. What has made him? I, I mean, what do you like about him as a coach? What what has made him successful here? So we have very similar personalities, I would say, and I really do well with Shannon's coaching style. He's very patient and he works specifically with each gymnast and there's a level of trust there that really goes in to each day and each workout at the gym. And I just think he's a great coach. All right. So one finish you up uh, with, with just a, a few quick ones. Um, first of all, what was the biggest difference or biggest adjustment for you coming from New Jersey to the middle of Missouri? <laughs> well, I would say Columbia. A lot of people actually think that being from New Jersey, it's more city-like and a bigger town. But actually, there's more people in Columbia than there are from my hometown in New Jersey. And although things back in New Jersey are more fast-paced and people are a little bit more in a rush, um, <laughs> it's actually not as big. And so I know that in Columbia, there are a few schools that you can go to. Back in my town, there was one middle school, one high school. You just... <laughs> That's just where you went. And I know for Columbia, that may not be the same, but the adjustment was, it was really good. It wasn't hard at all. Okay. What, uh, what do you do? What's your favorite thing to do in, in your free time in the off season or, or when you're not uh, in the gym 20 hours a week? I like to bake and I like going okay. to the beach, although there is no beach in Missouri. <laughs> um, but while at home, I definitely make an effort to go to the beach because I love it. Okay, wait. You bake, so what's your what's the specialty? What what do you make uh, that, that your friends say? Yeah, I need some more of that. I love making cheesecake, and I make it for the holidays, and it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent, I, I I like it. Um, and, and then just last thing, um, kind of what's what's your role on the team? Everybody's got to have like the one that keeps everybody light, the leader, all that. How would you describe your personality and your role on this Missouri team? I definitely bring a lot of energy to the gym. I'm always laughing and my laugh is kind of loud. So it attracts <laughs> people and heads turn and they're not even laughing at what I'm saying. They're just laughing because I'm laughing and I just like to bring that mood to the gym. All right. Well, well, I want to wrap this up with with kind of, uh, again, we're partnering with ETTF on this, and I see they do a good job of having you guys wear the shirts on the show and, and all that. So um, it, NIL has been this huge deal, and and especially in, in kind of the more national sports, football and basketball, there's been a lot of controversy. But I think one of the things that maybe people don't understand about it, and they should understand specifically in your sport because there might be somebody from LSU that has made some fairly national headlines in it. But um, how, how big a deal is this and, and how much of an opportunity has it been for maybe some of the people in the sports that, that haven't always gotten as much national attention? Yes, it's a great opportunity. And I'm so grateful because I get to promote myself and other people for a good cause. And I'm so grateful that ATT gave me this opportunity to do things like this podcast and other opportunities. And it's definitely something that people should support. All right. Well, Jocelyn, really appreciate the time. Again, I know you got a busy week coming up. Uh, best of luck at, at SEC championships and, and hopefully well beyond, but I uh, appreciate you taking some time with us. Yes. Thank you for having me. All right. Have a good one. That is Jocelyn Moore, Missouri Gymnastics. Appreciate 
her taking some time and uh, talking with us. Uh, this is, again, we're just going to let you guys get to know different Mizzou athletes from, from all over different sports and everything, partnering with Every True Tiger Foundation. We're going to record one of these every week. If you subscribe to PowerMizzou.com, you're going to get early access to them. I will post this uh, really almost right after we get done re recording it. We'll release it to the public on YouTube Monday or Tuesday every week. Uh, but you guys can support Every True Tiger Foundation at ETT. I'm sorry, EveryTrueTiger.org. You can specifically join Power Mizzou's arm of that and get some extra benefits. So thanks to Jocelyn Moore. Next week, we're going to be talking with football player Darius Robinson. Appreciate all you guys hanging out with us. And we will talk to you next time.